no matter what it is we're focused on, if we can focus on the loving in and through it all, there's only one thing we're doing, and that's just loving. So the next time you go inside and find yourself going crazy, and you say you can't focus, and your mind's getting busy, you're caught up in your emotions and all the things you got to do in the world, well, even if you're doing that, just remind yourself, you can always focus on the loving in all of that. So if you've got to think about all your daily projects or what you need to take care of, focus on loving all of that. You've got something inside of you you're trying to forgive and let go, something of hurt or pain or judgment or fear. Love that. You just focused on yourself. Love yourself. You focused on God. Love God because God is the loving. So if you just do the loving, you're doing God. However you're focusing that loving, it's going to help set you free and wake you up to the true experience. So don't use the excuse to beat yourself up anymore. Saying, well, I can't do the meditation. I Just my mind wanders all over the place. Well, yeah, it does for everybody. Everybody. Well, you can still choose to love it all. I just love it when my mind wanders all over the place. I love it when I feel all this anxiety and pressure to get all this stuff done. I just love it all. Have fun. See, it just made you smile. Do that on a daily basis. You'll make yourself laugh. You do that, you know you're right on track because that is the freedom that comes when you're doing the loving. In that freedom, it's a joy. It sparks a joy and an enthusiasm as you truly do it. That's always the key is just doing it. And if you get all down and depressed and you're all judging yourself, just say, I just love how down and depressed and how I'm judging myself. I just love it. See what happens. Start doing it. Yeah, it works. But you got to do it. That's the key. That's all the key is here is just to do it. It's when we do it is when we get the fulfillment. When we do it, we get the experience. When we do it, it changes our lives always for the better. Even sometimes it doesn't look good. When we lose something, it doesn't always look good. It doesn't always feel good. It doesn't always sound good. But the next time you lose something, realize that it's good. Because in it is God and giving you the opportunity to awaken to God in yet greater and greater fullness. So keep doing the good and know that in that you'll be doing God. No matter what it looks or sounds like out here, that's the challenge is not to get caught up in what it looks or sounds or feels like out here or even in here. Your emotions and your solar plexus are all knotted up. That's still part of out here, even though it's inside of you. The true inner and the upper, whenever we mention that in meditation, we say go within and go up. So you may get caught up here, but you want to keep coming up. It's not until we come above the eyebrows that we begin to tap in to that greater truth of the spirit of who we are. That's where the neutrality, that's where the place is, that resides above all the polarity and attachment. So we need to come to here, to the spirit within. 
that is above all the mind, the emotions, and the physical nature. That's the simplicity of this action. Whenever you find yourself not living from here, again, just start loving it all. Because you see there's a part of you, that loving that you are, that is simply caught up in a lower process, attached. And so from this place of loving at the seat of the soul, if you can hold your attention here and from here, just share your loving with the rest of your expression, your experience below. That loving expression will begin to free it up. It will begin to set you free. Where you set yourself free, where have you heard that before? We set ourselves free. God doesn't set us free from our own creations, from our own inner kingdom. We do. God is to assist us from here, the seat of the soul, now through the realms, back into the spiritual realms. But this little mini microcosm of our own creation, our own inner kingdom, that's our journey. That's where we've created and that's where we are to learn from our own creations. And it is our responsibility to take care of those creations. But we give the tools of how to take care of those creations. Loving, accepting, and forgiving. L-A-F, laugh, there it is. Those are the keys of responsibility to set yourself free from all of your creations. Whether they're in the world or in your mind, the emotions, or just within the body. It is through that action, how you take that grand, big loving, if you will, of God and bring it into the loving that you are, the divine spark of God, to begin to live and to fulfill all of that creative expression. And that fulfillment, that fulfillment of you fulfilling your divine expression that you are, is the greater fulfillment of God. And that's the best gift we can give God to make it a happy Father's Day. Touche. Your turn. It's interesting, this pathway that we walk. Brian really described a lot of it today and what we do and how we do approach it and how we do live it and how we sometimes avoid it and ignore it and get upset with it. But this pathway is a very interesting walk. But all of life, the journey of life, is a very interesting one, whether it's all in the realms of spirit or coming down into the physical realms and having experience here. But when we begin the next phase of our journey, which is to turn back from which we came, back towards which we came, and move towards it again, rather than out into the world, life does begin to change. And our focus and our awareness and our attention does begin to focus differently, look for things differently, long for things differently. And it's a matter of becoming aware and paying attention to what are the changes? What is the difference? What is happening right now? As we are focused down and out on the journey into the world, our energy is scattered across many different arenas of life and many different realms of existence. It's an energy of 
of scattering to experience it all, trying to get every experience in that we can in the short time that we're in this body. And as we disperse our energy that way, we find ourselves scattered, lost, not really knowing a direction to go, how to find a real fulfillment, how to focus and get what we want, because our attention is so scattered. We want this, we want that, we want to be with this person, we want to go over there, we want to take this trip, we want this amount of money, and it's just everywhere. And in doing so, by scattering our energy, we really do get involved in the world, but we also do get lost in it. We lose our sight, we lose our vision, we lose our direction, and we just become totally involved in the outer. But there is that day where the soul's journey does shift its direction of focus. When we have done enough of the outer, we have had the experiences in the outer, and we begin to move back in. We begin to move away from the world and into that truth of where we are in union with God. We let go of the illusion, we let go of the separation, and we begin to move back into the oneness, into the fullness. Have you ever taken a journey, a trip, driven in your car, going somewhere, and you're driving along and you reach your destination and you enjoy the activities of that destination, you get back in your car and you're going back from which you came. And as you're driving along, you're driving the same road, but all of a sudden you're going, am I on, this, on the right road? This doesn't look right. I don't remember all these buildings. What's, this looks like a different road. And you might pull over and ask directions, or you might keep driving to see if you can find a sign that tells you, yes, this is the right direction. Why does it look different? You drove that road going down. Why does it look different going back? Because you're seeing the scenery from a different perspective. And that's what life is like here. When we come into the world, we get involved in the world, our focus is out into the world and all that is going on, and we see it in a different way than when we are returning back. So it's a matter of paying attention, and paying attention, is this the road I came on, and this is the road to return? And in that, then don't get distracted and go back off the side roads because that can be easily done. We've been on a lot of side roads as we came down here. Now we've lost sight of the road by which we even journeyed into this creation. But once we began to get a hold of that pathway, that route by which to return, don't allow yourself to get scattered once again and begin to separate from the truth of the pathway home and instead take the side roads once again and get caught back up in the world. For me, I have found that the world is ever calling. The world is ever pulling on me. Even now, even though I have come awake, I can say truly, I and the Father are one. I know the realms of spirit. I know the oneness. But I still have a body. And this body still longs for the world. It still needs the world because it is the world. It is of the world. It is made of the matter of this creation. It is the spirit. And it longs for the things of its own nature. And I have allowed it to do so. I don't judge it. I don't fight it. I just take charge over it. But the way I take charge over it is not 
to become a disciplinarian, to become a commander, to have rules and regulations and sit there with the ruler and say, no, we're not doing that. That doesn't work. The moment you put up resistance is the moment you lose the fight. That's something to remember. The moment you put up resistance is the moment you lose the fight. But rather, come into the, with the situations with loving. Come into your body and honor your body and love your body and honor its needs and wants and desires. Honor them. But then begin to come into the action of loving it and share in that that now my direction is different. Now my needs are different. Now my wants are different. And I'm no longer going to answer to the needs of the body, but I'm going to now answer to the needs of the soul. And the easiest way to take discipline over all of this that goes on at these physical levels is in meditation. It is in meditation. Because as we meditate, we automatically begin to withdraw. We don't sit there and do it intentionally. It's not our intention to withdraw the energy and focus and life force out of the world of matter and back to the seat of the soul of spirit. It just takes place automatically as we hold our attention here and chant the sacred name and build the power of the name up, which is loving. When we begin to hold our attention here, it is automatic that the attention begins to withdraw. All the attention, all the energy, all the attachments that we have attached ourselves to, created for ourselves, just automatically begins to withdraw. And it comes back up. And we begin to begin to have discipline over the body, but not in a disciplinarian way. It is just an automatic withdrawal of our attention from those things that the body is needing and wanting. And calling the mind to look upward now, calling the body to look upward now to a truth that it has not known, that it has separated itself and not allowed itself to, to witness. I hope this makes sense. Because it's a very important action that if you have something in the world that is really pulling on you, that is calling on you, that your body needs and wants, let it be okay. But at the same time, from your soul nature, in that state of okayness, now you take steps, you take actions by which to allow the soul to begin to live more fully in this body rather than the body living its own true nature in a full way without the soul really having a participation in it. It is just kind of going along for the ride because it has no choice. You now want to have choice in the matter. So now you, by sitting up here in your soul, in this divine spark that is you, the divine of you, the truth of you, the thing that is you, that gives life to this body, by having yourself sit here in your meditation and eventually in your daily life, you will begin to be able to make choices and direct the body into how you, the soul, wants to now live in this world while you're in the body. And you then can make choices in a way that you couldn't before. Do you remember as you were growing up that food, hormones, things out in the world, the glitter, the glamour, just 
attracted you so much. It's like a moth to the flame. It was like, yeah, yeah, I've got to go. I, you know, and you just couldn't get it all in. And the more you did it, the more you needed it. And the more you wanted it, the more you had to go after it. The key here is to now begin to have dominion over that. That mind energy, that emotion, that imagination, and that body consciousness. And begin to withdraw your attention from the world and back up to the truth of who you are. It's a great freedom when it happens. And it's a wonderful journey to begin and to walk. To begin to realize that you are now beginning to withdraw the life force that you have given to the world and bring it back to the truth of who you are at the seat of the soul. And you are now standing more free. And every day as you do your meditation, if you pay attention, you're going to see that you can make a choice now. Do I want to do this? Do I want to go there? Do I want to eat this? And it's more of a choice than ever before because now the body's looking up to you to say, is this what we want? Is this where we want to go? Is this what you want to do? And then you can make a choice where you couldn't possibly before. And then the key is, is not to give the opportunity for the body to take dominion once again. Because it will if it can. You know, I've said in the past that as long as we're in the body, the Lord of this creation, the negative forces, can come and tempt us and tease us to try to distract us and attract us back down into it. Well, that's what I'm talking about. The world is ever calling on the body. The world is ever calling it to come out and play and participate and do and get caught up in. It's now for the soul to take charge, to stand in its truth. And that truth is it's loving. And to bring that loving into every action that the body is going to participate in. And if those, participa those actions of participation in the world do not have loving in them, and do not nurture you in a loving way, then you might begin to want to withdraw from that. And it's just a matter of allowing yourself to realize that you have a choice. But it all begins in the meditation by sitting here at the seat of the soul, focusing here. You know, when you say the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, which art in heaven, this is the Our Father that you're praying to, that divine spark. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That sacred name dwells right here and is waiting for you to begin to give attention to it so that the loving can come present in you consciously and begin to have dominion. Give us this day our daily bread. In that statement it is saying, give me now that which is of the divine essence and feed me that which is the loving. When that divine bread, that loving begins to build up and begins to feed ourselves with that, it begins to have dominion over things. So begin to look and see, how are you feeding your soul? How are you feeding that spirit of you? How are you nurturing that loving to build up in you so that you now can begin to live a loving life, a sacred life? There's a statement 
in Psalms 23 that always meant and means so much to me. And it's, it's a simple statement. And he restoreth my soul. And he restoreth my soul. Well, this is about the restoration of your soul. You yourself are taking action when you sit down to meditate to restore the soul. The soul has been scattered. The soul's life force has been scattered in the world, through the body, through all these levels and realms. And it's now time for you to restore the soul. He, that which is God that dwells here, is the restorer of that. But we have to become one once again in that union with he that is the Father, that is the God, that is the divine spark, that is the loving essence. And he will restore the soul. Not the mind, not the emotions, not all these elements of the physical nature. It cannot restore the soul because it isn't soul and it doesn't know the element of soul. It doesn't know anything about the scattering of the soul's energy or the restoration of it. All it knows is about physical matter and the fulfillment of it through matter. So it is he, the divine in you, that which is God that dwells in you, that is the restorer of your soul. And by you sitting down every day and meditating, you become one with the Father that dwells here. You merge into oneness there. And you give opportunity for that which is the divine in you to restore the soul, to pull all that which is of the soul essence, which is the loving, that's the living loving essence of the Lord, back into itself. And it just automatically is restored. Now, it's not done overnight. It's not done in a week. It's not done in a month. It's not done in a year, unless it is. But it is done as we do it. The more attention we give it, the more time we focus and hold our loving with God, the easier and quicker it'll take place. But it isn't a magic pill. It isn't done overnight. Take this pill and in two weeks you'll lose 100 pounds. Well, it'd be nice if that was true. In two weeks, if you meditated every day for an hour a day, two hours a day, that it would all be done and you would never have to worry about it, never have to be concerned about it again. It would all be restored. But believe me, you can meditate every day with great devotion, great loving for the next 10 years and really, truly do a lot of the restoration work and maybe even fully restore the soul unto itself. And then you think, oh, okay, well, I've done it. Now it's done. I, I don't have to worry about it. And you slack off and you stop doing the meditation. And all of a sudden, you find yourself getting called back up in the world again and wonder, well, what happened? How did I get called back up in here when I was living so well in that divine self inside and having that live in the loving and the peace in all that I'm doing? It's because you allowed yourself not to keep focusing inward and upward. It's a daily process as long as you're in the body. As long as you're in the body, this is the action you're going to take to keep restoring the soul. Because if the mind finds an opportunity, if the physical elements of this creation, the Lord of this creation, finds an opportunity, 
where you're getting lazy, you're getting lax, you're not doing your work to pay attention and stay focused and live from the soul essence. It's going to come in and it's going to tease you and tempt you and call you and pull you and draw you back out into it again. And you just once again begin the journey. You go back out, you experience it. It'll be a quicker journey. And then you begin once again to turn back around going, yep, you know, it's just as hollow as I remember it. And now I remember what I have to do to get out of here, to stop doing that again. So if for any other reason, think about this when you meditate. He restoreth my soul. That's what this is about. Restoring the soul. This isn't about the world. This isn't about getting anything in the world for yourself. This is about your soul and its restoration. Now, in that, you will find that as you're doing the meditation and as you're reclaiming all this essence of your loving back unto yourself, that that loving will then, in oneness, begin to move into the world to live a fulfilled life, a loving life, a joyful life, because that's the nature of the soul. But it will not do it through the physical body, trying to get things in the physical world. It will do it from the soul body to share itself into whatever level of creation it's in at the time. And so you will share yourself from that soul essence, that soul body, into the world, and the body will, of the physical nature will just go along and participate in it because it is an instrument now by which it, the soul itself can share itself in the world. Where before, the body consciousness was the instrument by which the soul was to have experience. And the body says, all right, I'm going to take you for a ride. And it has. Now you, the soul, take dominion over that and the body begins to serve the soul and sharing itself and manifesting itself into the world as best it can. And it won't be perfect because the body and this world isn't perfect, but it will be much more wonderful than it was prior to the soul having dominion. So every day when you sit down and meditate, be aware that this is about the restoration of the soul. He restoreth my soul. He, the Father that dwells within. He, that divine spark. He, that divine living, loving essence that is me, the soul, is restoring me as I sit here in meditation, giving my love to the Lord and receiving the Lord's loving. It isn't God out there somewhere. It's God right here. God right here that you're loving and God right here that you're receiving loving from. And then once that is fulfilled, then the journey begins anew. All right. Well, thank you.